Welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown, the podcast where we watch scary movies so you don't have to. From award-winning to completely unknown, we take them all way too seriously. I'm your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your host, Solange Hommel. Now warning, we use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first. Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously as we take these movies seriously. Hey, Soli. Yes, Mike. What you gonna watch? Ghost watches. No, just, 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 you, you were, you yeah, it doesn't it. have enough syllables. I'm sorry, but that was it. Okay. It's just Ghost Watch from 1992. Ghost Watch 92. <laughs> we'll work on that, and we'll get back to you guys in our next podcast. So, Ghostwatch from 1992 is one of the more interesting movies that we have reviewed this year, in my personal opinion. This is an event. Yes. In 1992, the BBC, on Halloween night... In the Kingdom of United. In the Kingdom of United, <laughs> released... A special news event, I guess, you know, like one of those things where like, tune in because we're doing this. Yeah, they were like, they were like, we're doing this, this investigation, this special investigation. Mm -hmm. They had four well-known, like respected news people from Mm -hmm. the BBC. They used actual BBC camera crews and they took them to a house that was supposedly haunted. Like very haunted. One of the most haunted. And yet the people were still just living there with their little kids. Yeah, apparently <laughs> they couldn't get the council to let them move. Which makes me have a lot of questions about how housing works in yeah. in England. But okay. And I want to be clear with our many, many listeners that what we're saying here isn't the plot of this movie. It's reality it's in our real setup. world. Yes. This happened. Yes. Like, so there were people who tuned in to this show. If you, in 1992, if you regularly watched BBC One for your news and you tuned in at this time on Halloween night, if you tuned in a little bit late, (laughs) you came in Or you just didn't pay attention. Well, I guess. But you came in to news reporters doing this, like, on... On the fly, real time investigation of this haunted house, and at first it starts out like super low key, where it's it's mm-hmm. really like, oh, there's not going to be anything going on. It's just you know this mom and her girls are a little crazy or whatever. And yeah. So like it feels very real, and I think even to the end, like it it ramps up in a way that feels like you are actually watching the news, doing like a live like. And at one point, they're even like, I know we're supposed to go to the next show, but like yeah. things are happening right now. So we are going to stay with this. You know, apologies if you tuned in <laughs> to get. So like, imagine how many people didn't even want to watch the news show, tuned in halfway through and were like, what is happening right now? Yeah, well, I'm missing my show because the entire world is being destroyed. Yeah, it was a very like Orson Welles War of the Worlds kind of situation. Yes, it was. Now, it it wasn't in the sense that if you were watching from the very beginning, they did tell you that this was not actually real. 
They did it pretty subtly, though. No. Did they do it in the part that we were seeing? Because I didn't see them say it wasn't real. I, I feel like maybe beforehand there was oh, something that was like, this is a program that's about to start. Or I don't know about that part since we didn't see it. But I do know that they pointed out that there is a written by credit at the beginning. Oh, yeah, know, yeah. It's, like, yeah. It's, it's got a cast list and it, who, it's writ, who wrote it. And then it starts up. Yes. And then... the. I was so fascinated by this movie that I actually went to IMDb and was like reading the the information about it. Cause I'm like, what happened here? Like, this is insane. Like they had a phone bank, like you, they put up a number and you could call the number and ask them questions or tell them like whatever, interact with this show. And apparently when they answered the phone, the very first thing they said to anyone who called in was, this is not real. This is make-believe. But then once they had told them that, many of the people who called in, like a lot of the stories that were told, were stories that people actually told them having called in. It was legitimately a call-in show, which is a very interesting angle. And so like all of the time where they're where they're going, oh, a whole bunch of people are calling in and saying that they saw a face in one of the shots and we need to go back and look at it. Like they got a bunch of calls. I bet those were all real people who were like I didn't think calling that. in and going, okay. I think I saw someone in that room. Now I'm wondering, was it there? Because I didn't notice it until they went back. And I was wondering if it wasn't there. But what if it was and they they were just counting on those people calling in to make it fun. Well, and I'm sure if no one had called in, they would have, you yeah. know, they had scripted calls too. Yes. I'm sure they had something set up and they probably even used the thing they set up. But then he's like, you know, sheafs of paper. He's like, <laughs> all of these people have called. So interesting. Yeah. I mean, I hope they did it that way. That That is more fun. Yeah. But they did tell them at the beginning, this is not real. So yeah. like there were there were things in place, but also like, you know how people are. People are not logical. And this show was never aired again. We watched it on Tubi, which you can also do. And so there are ways to watch it now, but the BBC kind of disowned it. And that's based on a controversy, which is kind of dumb in that, you know, the fact that lots of people thought it was real and were scared yeah. and stuff. So that's a big deal. But then one person died like by 19- suicide. Yeah, there was a 19 year old boy. And they're blaming it on the show. But really, we read some details and it has nothing to do with the show. I think the people who were connecting it to the show, because it happened like a few months later, I think. Or maybe a few weeks later, like five weeks later or something like that. And then in the letter that he wrote, he said something about if ghosts are real, like I'll always be with you or something like that. And so like there could, and I don't know, maybe there was more to his letter that made it more, you know, maybe, I don't know. But what I was able to see made it seem like "Mm, maybe people were making a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. The other thing that I read though, is that this was the first show to be like somehow officially like identified by some British medical magazine, like an official like physician's magazine as a television show that caused PTSD in children. (laughs) Yeah. So it definitely was a problematic thing to be having on the TV. And there were, and there were people like, I think there were lots of kids who like, 
shouldn't have been watching it, but were because people were like, it's the news. It's the news. It, that never shows anything terrible. Right. <laughs> and then once they realized, they were like, well, now I can't get my kid to stop because it kind of looks like the news is telling us that ghosts are real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. So, yeah, it was, it was, um, I think, I think it was a fascinating idea, but then it like, got too too real for people yeah and that's a fine line because if it wasn't convincing and nobody was fooled by it then it's just dumb yes yes that was interesting so the plot of the story then that they created like that's that's the overall thing like that's the reality of it within the story that these that these folks were telling this mother and her her two daughters live in this house where there's like lots of banging and like poltergeist type activity paranormal activity a paranormal scientist of some kind yeah. i don't like putting those two words together but <laughs> an expert in the yes. paranormal has gone multiple times has supposedly also seen these things happen and then they send out a news crew and they're like let's see if we can experience it like for once and for all because they had tried to tell people about it and were being made fun of so then the first thing that happens is you realize or we find they catch one of the girls making the banging noises and it you know then it's like oh it was all a hoax and like yeah. everyone's upset but then it turns out it's not all a hoax <gasps> and there really is banging noises and like the people in there start getting hurt and like bad things start to happen which is scary enough but then the people making the phone calls start reporting like that they are having weird things happening. Like all of their clocks have stopped and like similar things. And then stuff starts happening in the studio mm. and the paranormal psychologist goes, Oh, we've inadvertently created a huge seance. Uh -huh. dun, dun, dun. And then like everyone is possessed and they've released a monster and you know, it ends with the destruction of the world basically. Yeah. Everybody's dead. Although, we don't really. I mean, not we, really. we don't know that, but we do. We watch like the studio get destroyed, and then we just see like the one like really famous reporter or, it's just or studio guy narrating guy. what's happening. Yes, and like wandering around in this broken studio, and he's like, "I don't even know how the cameras work. I can't. I'm the only <laughs> one here." And then he comes up really close to the camera, and he's like, clearly, like he has the voice of the demon. Yeah, he's he's saying whatever rhymes the demon wanted right. to say. So it's like not a super elaborate story but it's no. like it's interesting it's enough and then you imagine tuning into that <laughs> and being told by people you trust to give you the news that this is news <laughs> and it kind of blows my mind yeah and there's a lot of that kind of um just banal stuff going on mm -hmm. in it where they're like, oh, we're going to talk to the neighbor down the street who says, you know, they've seen weird things happening here. And mm -hmm. it's all dumb stuff. And you're kind of going through all that, getting to it all falling apart. Mm -hmm. There were enough things where I was like, that's not real. Like, I don't buy that. Thing, just like really, really ridiculous little things where like there's the two girls, right? First of all, you're trying to determine that there are actual demon ghost monsters in your house and you as a responsible news reporter are <laughs> going to have like an eight-year-old and a 12-year-old or 14-year-old or however old that girl was, like be a part of this. 
No. Well, yeah, and they just, they keep like sending them off on their own. They yeah. put them to bed and go away. That was the part that where I was like, nope, I would not have bought this. Because the mom is out on like... In yeah. the yard in their She's like doing an interview. Yeah, doing an interview in their in their mobile studio. And then the reporter lady puts the girls to bed or puts the youngest <laughs> girl to bed. And, th- and that's just like that's just how it is. That's perfectly normal. That's how I'm things like, are done in England. No, no, I don't believe that. <laughs> and I think part of what made this work at the time is the nature of what the BBC is like, which is this in America. The news in the 90s was more produced and professional than this. And this is kind of cheesy and looks sort of homemade. Kind of down home. Yeah. So you'd think, oh, well, that's fake. But that's what BBC stuff was like back then. Less so now, but... Still, it's just not up to the professional standards of Hollywood, really. Yeah. And so you kind of have to put it in its place where it kind of looks dumb now, but back then it it would be kind of convincing. Sure, it's what it looked. I mean, that's what they saw every single day when they went to to the news. Like, it looked like the news. Absolutely. I'm always amused at how on British TV they... People are like willing to express their emotions and opinions at each other. Like they'll just flat out be like, no, you're stupid. That's really dumb. (laughs) And they don't do that around here. Are you thinking of like the anchor and the paranormal psychologist and how they kind of sniped at each other a couple times? Yeah. And and then they had the guy on who was the skeptic who wanted, who was like, he was a physicist apparently. And he was like telling her how stupid she was for believing this. And she was just like, well, we have different opinions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and even one of the reporter guys, like the the backup reporter, the outside the house reporter Mm -hmm. was like clearly didn't believe that it was that anything was going to happen and was like very vocal about that. Yeah, he was obnoxious. I think another aspect of it, this is very likely my American view of things. Like, I don't know how it would have been for people actually experiencing it at the time. But I think for me, I think of BBC News as being more reliable news. Yeah. Not, I don't know about reliable, like unbiased. Like, it's it's not like... Fox or CNN or like the 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 news that we have now in America where so many of them are they have an agenda they have mm-hmm. a specific thing that they're trying to get along it's not they're not telling you what's happening they're telling you how you should feel about what's happening yeah that's and that's a good way of putting it and it's that's changed i mean i think back in the 90s in america we had a better more reliable news. news too but i think even now i think of the bbc as being more factual based news. <laughs> and it's probably not true that like, that's probably, you know, hmm, British accents are smart, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever. But I also feel like if this had been me tuning in, if I had seen something like this on Fox News or even on CNN or even on MSNBC or something like that, I'd be like, what <laughs> is happening? Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> like I'd be super skeptical about it. But if I saw the BBC, telling me something like this, I might have a few moments of like, <laughs> wait, what now? It's like yeah. NPR telling me something. Well, and this was, you know, like respected anchors. This yes. was not just the local news. <laughs> right. Although also, I'm like, why would they have just let, why would that mom have just let that 
reporter put her kid to bed. And I'm like, well, okay. Great Britain is a lot smaller than the United States. Like the anchors for the whole country are more like anchors for a state rather than our whole country. Like they probably feel a little bit closer to them in in that sense. I don't know. You're saying you wouldn't let Tucker Carlson put your kid to bed. I wouldn't let Tucker Carlson (laughs) in the same room as my kid. So you mentioned a little bit about like special effects and stuff. Let's talk about how did they make us think that bad things were happening in this house? This movie falls into the camp and could have been the inspiration since it's from 92 of the paranormal activity series where you're really, you know, watching this live footage of somebody's house and you're just looking at every corner to try to catch something interesting happening. And apparently the demon or ghost or whatever pipes, who is the monster in this Mm -hmm. film makes 13 appearances in the show. And we only got maybe four or five for me. I think I probably only saw maybe three. He was a sneaky guy. Yeah. It makes me want to watch it again and look more closely for him. Although one of the times was like on the street, he was like in the crowd that gathered outside. I the kept house. looking for that. When they, okay, at the beginning of the movie, the reporter was out there talking to the cameraman, was like, explain to us how infrared filming works. Uh-huh. And they turned off all the lights and put the infrared on and showed footage of the crowd. And she made a big deal of, come on over here and film the crowd with me. Uh-huh. He probably was there, uh-huh. but I was looking so hard because I'm like, oh, they've got to have you know something in here. And they probably did, but I couldn't see it. Yeah. So another thing that the IMDb trivia said was that this was the first of the faux documentary or like horror mockumentary movies yeah and that Blair Witch came out seven years after this and supposedly now this might just be gossip so mm, some tea um supposedly the creators of Blair Witch had seen this prior which makes sense I mean sure um but that you know I think the suggestion was that perhaps there was some inspiration to be had there I I can believe that yeah. But especially for paranormal activity, which this reminds yes. me of. Yes. Also, just like random IMB, IMDb trivia that kind of blows my mind. So the anchor, the BBC anchor is Michael Parkinson. And he's the guy who like at by the end, he's like, we see him be possessed and <laughs> like, like, oh, it it's was really a big deal. He, he was like, oh, the teleprompter still works. And then he's reading the teleprompter, which... Yes, yes. Making him say whatever the demon was saying. But, like, he gets the creepy demon (laughs) Mm -hmm. voice, and, like, it's clear. Like, he is possessed by this devil that they have released with this huge, like, nationwide seance. His mother didn't know that this was not real. (laughs) Can you imagine? Like, And he was not a young man at the time. No, his mother would have been old. Right? Like, she's, like, in her 70s, 80s, maybe. Watching, perhaps, watching her son on the news <laughs> and not knowing that what's happening is not real. Like, oh my gosh. He must have been in so much trouble. I think, again, he was an old man. He was okay. 
I don't think so. <laughs> no, she she, she suspect, got out the switch. I suspect she gave him an earful. <laughs> <laughs> now, for all the innovative new tricks they were pulling here, mm-hmm. this was still film from 1992, uh-huh. which means when we get some backstory on Pipes... Uh-huh. We get some of the classic trans panic of the 90s yes. horror movies. Yes. Apparently his whole deal was that what was it like there's a he he felt there was a woman inside him trying to get out and he would wear a dress and that's and why he killed people. people. Oh, he molested people yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was definitely tying the whole like Oh, anyone, you know, the whole queer culture tied to pedophilia, murder, mm-hmm. um, deviant behavior. So that's a great thing to have on the yeah. evening news. Also, it was, you know, the very easy, like, attacking women is the thing. Like, there were men in the house who, like, got usually head injuries and then yeah. that they were out of commission. But, like, the whole thing was there's this teenage girl who's in the house, and she's, like, dragged under the stairs, and she's screaming that someone is touching her and whatever. And it's, you know, that was the part where I was just like, ugh, this old thing. Which, I mean, in 92 was less old than it is now, but it was probably still old at that point. Well, I'm sure. That was one of the two stories that was told about this house. And I think that they were separate from each other there was one caller called in and told about this nephew of mr and mrs sellers who you know had done all of these things had been in the asylum and you know whatever but a different call her caller had talked about how when she was young her mother would threaten her that that mother Seddon would get her if she didn't behave and there was like this I forget what the backstory was there, but there was this like old woman who like I lived in a shoe. <laughs> no, I mean I think she was sort of like the town, like the street witch, right? Like yeah. she was the creepy lady and whatever she did they used some. her. She as a took threat. kids away or whatever. I think she took kids in supposedly. Like she was someone who like they could send orphans to her and oh, whatever. Right, she would take and kids she in. was and then she was doing them. bad things to them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then at the end, there was something where Pipes was telling them, like, oh, you didn't really believe that Mother Seddon story, did you? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's a little confused on the whole ghost process, but it was, you know, they were trying to make it all work in a live environment, which, I mean, was it live? It must have been to do the phone calls. I think so. But... The in-house shenanigans, those were all pre-recorded. So they said some of the difficulties yeah. were the people in the studio trying to interact with the pre-recorded footage from the house. I mean, theoretically, it all could have been pre-recorded. It could have been. But they. I'm glad they did the live calls. That's very interesting. Yeah. So if we had just seen this as a movie, like if this had was just a movie, I would have enjoyed this movie. Hmm. I liked it. I mean, there were definitely, like we talked about, there were some problematic things. I mean, it was from the 90s. And there were some, like, weaknesses to it. But overall, it was, it was fun. It was interesting. Like, 
I don't know. I was entertained by it. And then you add on the layer that they pretended it was real, War of the Worlds style. Yeah. I don't, I, I truly don't know how I would have responded to seeing this in real life. Like, would I have been super like, no, this isn't real. This is, you know, would I have been super skeptical about it? If this happened now, I think I definitely would be. If it happened to me in the 90s, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know how I would have felt if I were seeing it, thinking it was the news or like whatever. Now watching it, thinking about the people watching it, thinking (laughs) it was the news, like is a whole other layer that makes it very interesting to me. I was fascinated by this whole thing. And I felt like the uniqueness and the just novelty of it made up for a lot of the weaker parts of it, I guess. So... I'm going to give this first-of-its-kind horror mockumentary film four broken teacups conveniently analyzed by the army. <laughs> yes. <laughs> out of five. And I'm going to say, like, I think this is a fun one for people to watch. I, I would recommend this to people. Okay. I have those same feelings about, you know, fascination with the whole project and how it worked and you know the reality of it. it's very interesting but this is where we differ i found it harder to watch than you did it took way too long to get going like you know it's, it's kind of what they had to do to do it as a as a fake news thing it mm-hmm. had to be very front-loaded with you know basic boring talking to the people seeing what's happening spending 15 minutes introducing each <laughs> person so that everyone would be like see this is someone you know uh-huh. this is a real person he's playing himself like yeah <laughs> yeah all of this stuff and it was so slow to get to anything And I think that was a mistake that they could have, you know, how pipes showed up many times just in the background. There could have been so much more of that where, you know, they didn't say anything was happening, but like they're interviewing somebody up here. And in the background, you see a chair move an inch, you know, something like that would have been incredible because then I would have been engaged the whole time Mm. looking for something. And it also would have been fun then if, you know, people called in on their phone line and was like, I saw a chair move. Yeah. (laughs) They'd be like, don't be silly. That's not possible. So that's was disappointing to me. And then, you know, it just as far as like how it was done, it was cheesy and like, like it gets out of hand. It, It goes from, you know, this haunted house story to the studio is being taken over and everybody's house is haunted, Mm -hmm. which actually the people calling in and saying things were happening to them. That was kind of cool, actually. But just, you know, the whole studio, like all the papers blowing in there and Mm -hmm. all the lights going out, it was, it got kind of nuts and was a bit on the silly side. So I didn't enjoy it so much as an actual horror story, but I enjoyed the experience overall. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm going to give it three broken teacups conveniently analyzed by the army that were broken by temperature changes and not (laughs) impact out of five. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I do think one of the things I enjoyed about it was I spent a lot of time talking at the screen during this movie. Sure, yeah. Like, this is definitely one of those movies where you're not all watching it silently. Like, you're 
conversing about what you are seeing. Yeah. And that, or at least that added to it for me. But yeah, cool. There is also a 2012 documentary about this whole experience and what happened. And we might be checking that out. I don't think we're going to review it for you guys, but we're... We might see it if we have a chance to. Yeah, because it's like all the original cast and reporters and stuff talking about the experience of doing this. And I definitely want to hear what they have to say. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So you guys can check that out, too, since you clearly watched this movie before listening to our podcast. (laughs) Do your homework. Do your homework. It's very important that you get your homework done. And we will be checking your homework next week when we return with another scary movie. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bob Odenkirk in his like weird golf outfit, like marching back and forth yes, on the golf. That's the one I was thinking on the, of. On the grass, trying to figure out if he has change for a dollar. Yeah, that's a good part. That's a really good part. <laughs> or trying to figure out if he can tell his management guy to tell the middle management guy to tell the manager <laughs> to tell the employee to tell the customer whether they have change for a dollar. Yes.